very, very often I've, I've spoken to you about people who have been heroes, my heroes of faith, and some of them have been the early missionaries who really listened to God's call and uh, came and moved to Albania, not knowing anybody, just having that conviction that God had called them uh, in close country, in a very despair, desperate situation. And uh, Franz and Evelyn came with their three children in 90... Well, they moved in 93, um, when actually 93, 94 Albania was quite despair, quite desperate. So, again, um, I hold them very dearly in my heart. They've invested a lot in my life and in the life of the church in Duras, for those who have you've been there. But also France and Evelyn have had a, a very big impact in raising the first generations of Albanian Christian leaders because France's heart was to start an Albanian Bible Institute. So the, the initial first group of Albanian pastors was trained at Enduras, uh, where France and he, he, he built up a team together with Evelyn around them and they started training and investing in, in the pastors who didn't know anything about it. So, so I, I, come, I come very humbled in front of you here, but also I come with a big gratitude about the, the legacy and the baggage that France and Evelyn have left in Albania and and again, I'm here because I think they've invested their time and energy in me and because they responded to God's call. So, so um, we're going to hear from France. Uh, we're going to hear from Evelyn. Uh, it will be good to get to know them a little bit tonight uh, to hear some of their stories. Uh, but, I, but in the same time, uh, if you've got a chance, um, and when you get a chance, please uh, have... Have a chat. They're very friendly um, <laughs> Dutch people. <laughs> Shall we pray for Franz and Evelyn and uh, for our time together? Thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you that you have brought us all together here. Thank you for what you are about to do. Thank you that your word says that you are the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And thank you Lord that although we change, you never change. And we want to build our lives, we want to build on this weekend, on that faithfulness of yours, on that promise of yours. And we want to experience and encounter more of your Holy Spirit. So, with our hearts, Lord, we say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. <coughs> Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I'll do it the Jewish way, say it three times, so we really mean it seriously. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And Father God, be glorified through our worship and through our response in obedience to where your Spirit is leading us. And would you bless our time together with France 
as we learn from your words, as we encourage one another, and as we look again at the Lord Jesus. And Lord, we pray, Lord, and we want to bless those who are not able to be here with us this weekend. And tonight, Lord, we want to bless them in no other name other than the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good evening. Good evening. I've become a little shy now in the front row <laughs> after all these uh, words from Maki. And, uh, thank you very much, Maki, for these, uh, these words. Um, we feel very privileged to be here. And uh, I, I will tell you a little bit about uh, how we first met uh, Maki. Uh, I even will show you some pictures. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but it's a nice place you have here. Wonderful uh, area. What, three three hours drive. You know, I've driven three hours to hear me say some words for half an hour. <laughs> Amazing. Eh? But, uh, yeah, it's very good. Um, I, I want to show you a few pictures because Maki um, um, said that we have invested in, in his life, but actually Maki was very important for us when we arrived in uh, Albania. Um, he was one of the first to, to just uh, drop in and he spoke some English and uh, he helped uh, us to feel at home in Albania. Uh, we had three kids. I want to show you a few pictures before I say something about the Holy Spirit. That's, uh, that's our topic, um, but let me see. <coughs> Computer has to. Do we need to stop this again? <coughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's working. It's because I I took this out. I did that on purpose because I didn't want to mark no. the pictures. <laughs> Here we go. Actually, uh, I, I, also, I have to excuse myself a little bit for my English, um, because I'm Dutch, of course, and uh, I was wondering, there is a sign in the kitchen that says that this head free is a nut free zone. <laughs> it, does that mean there are no crazy people here? <laughs> or that there is no there are no nuts in the lasagna? <laughs> I hope there are no crazy people here because then uh, the fire alarm won't go off. When, when, when she said that we shouldn't do this and do that, I was thinking, is that in your mind? Oh, that would be nice to set a fire alarm and have a fire drill. Something went wrong here with this picture. Why is that? This is better, eh? Well, this is uh, Maki and his uh, family. And, uh, um, and this is our youngest daughter. So this is not in really in the beginning, because when we came in Albania, our daughter was not born yet. So we came with our three boys, 
and uh, and we, we we became friends with uh, his family. You you know her, I think. Eh? In, uh, uh, your father has never been here. No. And your sister has been here. Yeah. And they were they were very nice. We, we liked them very much. Um, when we came to Albania, uh, uh, Albanian people liked foreigners very much. You know, they, they were very welcome, and sometimes they were a bit too accommodating for, to, towards the foreigners. And, um, but this family, they always treated you very normal, like um, you know, they were themselves, uh, and that was uh, that was so nice. Um, this was our family when we got into Albania. <laughs> the three boys. So this was uh, our first house, and we came with this car and. The caravan was brought later, that was the school for the kids. <laughs> so the, we did some homeschooling with the, with the kids in the beginning, and the three boys. And you can imagine three of those blonde boys in Albania, where most of the kids had brown hair. Uh, it was not very easy for them. And that was the place where Maki uh, walked in. So this is the other way, you know, and the, this is the house where we lived. And uh, water came from the pump. There was no pressure yet. and. Uh, so, um, and Maki, I, can, I still remember that he, at some point he said, can I have the grapes, because there are grapes here. And they had all fallen on the ground and were kind of rotting already. And it, it, it gives this terrible smell, you know, all the, the flies, uh, you know, they, they come out. And Maki wanted all this, uh, this <laughs> he collected everything in a plastic bag. And, the, and made raki of it. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know what's in it. What's in it. <laughs> Twigs and leaves and, and slugs and, and flies and, and some grapes as well. And, uh, and this is all, also very famous in Albania in that time. I think most of them have been removed in all the bunkers and so forth. But this is, um, this is Maki a little bit later, I think. Um, and our two boys, we had a, a kind of a conference with missionaries. This was a fellow missionary from America, and Maki and the other Albanian girl, they organized the, uh, the children's work. So the, 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 like now, you have children go out, um, and Maki and, and this other girl, what was her name? Denise. Denise, they organized the work with the children. It was very nice, and the children loved them very much. What did you say, Jill? <laughs> but now, now I think he has he has normalized. <laughs> At least you are making every every effort to make him a little bit more. Don't do that. No. <laughs> just, just let him be himself. Here, Maki was working with children. It was a children worker of CEF. Um, Child Defense and Fellowship. The, the house in the back that became our house with, uh, with our office. And then the other side of the road there was another couple, half Dutch, half Irish. And we paved the road because it was all muddy and it was uh, called the Dutch road, Rugal and Des. <laughs> and and Maki was working with the children here. Uh, so here you see that it was. Uh, that's with the Kosovo crisis. Kosovo crisis. Yeah. So, that's the Kosovo crisis. Oh, the Kosovo, okay. There were also kids from Kosovo. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, Marky, uh, Marky's uh, ministry started. <laughs> okay, well, that is um, just a few pictures to, to warm you up. And then I will... Uh, I will speak with you about the, the gifts of the Spirit. Um, Actually, I, I will not do that now, 
because uh, we start tomorrow. This, this evening, I just want to introduce myself a little bit and the, and the topic and Adeline and who we are. Um, and then tomorrow we will really kick up with the teaching. Um, maybe I can just just say something about myself. Um, my parents <coughs> in Holland, they had, uh, had both left the church. So uh, when they married, uh, they, uh, my father uh, was from a Baptist church, and my mother was from a Reformed church. And when they married, uh, they had to marry because uh, one of the children was coming. And that was a, a big shame, of course. And, um, but they didn't go to church anymore, as many other people did in those days. And um, so I was not brought up as Christian. Uh, but at some point, I think I was 10 or 11 years of age, that they, they wanted to go on holidays without the kids. Um, and so they, they brought my sister and myself to children camp. It was a Christian children camp. And, uh, and there in the program was uh, that you should give your heart to Jesus. And so we did. All the children <laughs> did. I did as well. Actually, I already did it on Monday because of the... One of the boys that I met said, you have to give your heart to Jesus here. So I did. <laughs> and then maybe, maybe you think, well, you know, it's just, just a child. But um, it, it, I, it, I, I never, uh, it was something that was planted in my heart and it never left me. My parents did not raise me as a Christian. But as a child, I made that decision and it was always with me. I made my, my own prayer. But I, my faith was not being fed, you know, it wasn't growing, but it, it didn't, didn't just go. But um, later, when I was uh, 18 years of age, I, um, I made a, a personal decision again to follow Jesus. There's a whole story about it that I won't tell you. And, um, and then I went to university in Groningen, in the north of Holland. And in those days, um, Groningen, the university there, was very left-wing. Uh, and, and very anti-Christian. Uh, so there was some kind of pluriformity. It meant that you could be an anarchist or a socialist or a communist. That was the, the, the choice we had. And I was a Christian. And when I went to university, because just before that I made that decision to, fo to follow Jesus, I, my plan was to, uh, to speak about Jesus and to tell others about my faith. And I had, I had my diary with me, and on the back was a big uh, sticker, and it said, One Way Jesus. Remember that sticker? One Way Jesus. <coughs> and from day one, I was so intimidated by the atmosphere that was so anti-Christian, and uh, against Christianity, that I did not speak about my faith. Never. I, I, just, uh, I left the, the sticker uh, on, on the backside, and nobody knew I was a Christian. I just didn't dare to testify. And I'm not a very shy person. Uh, I was so intimidated by the atmosphere, and so I was very discouraged. But, um, but I, because I, I was grateful for being a Christian. It wasn't superficial, my faith, but I just didn't have the, the, uh, the freedom or the, uh, I, I didn't dare to testify about my faith. And so, um, I, I wrestled with that because I wanted to to speak about Jesus but I didn't dare to at some point I was so um, uh, it becomes a stress 
So you know, it's, it's a, there's something like you have to do it, but you don't dare to do it. I think many Christians know that feeling. So at some point I, <coughs> I said to, I still remember I was on my bed, I was crying, and I wasn't crying very much, because I come from the north of Holland, <laughs> and I cried, and I was crying, and I was very disturbed, and I said to God, I, I'm not going to do it anymore. If you want me to speak about you, you have to make the arrangement, because I don't know how to do it. And so I, I, I gave it into God's hand. And the strange thing happened that in the two weeks that followed that prayer, or maybe it was three weeks, I, there were three occasions, and I still don't understand why it happened, but three occasions, the people came to me and somehow asked me what it meant to be a Christian. Very strange. Um, and, and one of these situations was that I lived in a, in a, um, in a house with three students, through, uh, through uh, three, uh, two female students and myself. I was the youngest there, and they were not very friendly. They never had any contact with me, so I felt a bit lonely. Um, and, um, uh, and, and at one point, I was in my room, and, and, and one of these girls came in, and she was crying. She had a very uh, difficult uh, thing that happened to her, a, a friend or a boyfriend or a man or somebody. I treated her very badly. She was crying, and somehow she started to talk with me. And... Um, uh, I didn't really know what to do with that. <laughs> she was so, she was just because she would normally would never have any contact with me. But now she she started to talk with me. I never had told her I was a Christian. I don't know why she knew, but at some point she asked. But she was you know she had, she had spoken about the thing. She she said, uh, "What what does it mean to be a Christian? And, and or how how do you become a Christian?" She was from a church background, didn't she? And I could share my faith. I still don't know what exactly I said. I was stumbling, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't prepared. But I, I said something about uh, my uh, being Christian. Um, and so she left, and and that I still remember. It was in the evening after that um, uh, talk with this girl, and, and, and I, I could encourage her and could speak about Jesus. I, there was a, a, a great happiness in my heart. It, very strange, and um, I was um, I, I couldn't sleep, and I was just worshiping God. Uh, and I'm not an emotional person, you know. I'm a very rational person, um, but this was a, 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 a great joy was came over me, and um, and I was I was worshiping God, and and also I at some point I noticed I was worshiping God in another language, and I, nobody had ever taught me anything about the gifts of the Spirit or speaking in tongues or whatever. So I only found out later what it was, but it was spontaneous and I was praising God. <coughs> and it felt like only half an hour, but it, uh, I looked at, at my watch and it was uh, in the middle of the night. So it, it, it was, you know, it had taken almost three hours. And so that was my, after all, uh, you know, afterwards I thought this, this was my first encounter with the, the Holy Spirit. And why do I tell the story? Because, because it shows um, the why God gave His Holy Spirit to us. It, it wasn't because we are going to speak about the gifts of the Spirit, uh, and there are a lot of discussions also among Christians, and why do we need these gifts, and why do we need the gift of tongues, and, and, and all this theology about it. Um, but the, 
the, the most important reason why God gave his Holy Spirit is because it, uh, it, it makes it possible for us to do things we normally could not do. And it was only at, the, at that point where I said to God, I'm sorry, I cannot do it. I, I, I won't do it anymore. You have to do it. That the Holy Spirit in a spontaneous way came in my life, or at least uh, the expression of the Holy Spirit. Of course, the Holy Spirit was already there. And, and, and I want to stress that as the, as the first thing. I also, on the mission field, uh, we worked um, in Duras mostly with OM missionaries <coughs> from Operation Mobilization. Um, and, and there were also missionaries from Youth with a Mission in Albania. And you know the difference, eh? Youth with a Mission is, is, is charismatic, work with the Holy Spirit, and OM is not charismatic, at least uh, in those days it was not. So it's mostly just a, um, you know, it's a uh, but it's very strongly um, sharing the gospel and knowing how to share the gospel. Um, so with OM there were also missionaries and we had a lot of contact with missionaries when we came there because they were all young people. We actually were almost the oldest when we came. That's why they wanted us to be endured as a, as a family because it was all just young people doing the mission work. Um, and and uh, twice I talked with a, a, an OM young missionary who had, uh, had come at that point of discouragement, being tired and, and not really uh, you know, experiencing the, the, the desire to, to, to speak about God or to serve Him, you can be discouraged and <coughs> in the middle of the night they would wake up and experience the word of the Holy Spirit despite their theology and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit gave them the power and the, and the encouragement and the inspiration to do what they could not do anymore themselves. And that is, that is actually the, the, the most important reason why uh, the Holy Spirit is given to us. That's also the way Paul teaches about it uh, when he teaches uh, in Romans and Romans 1 to chapter 8 is more be, maybe the most um, important part of the Bible. Uh, where Paul speaks, you know, he explains his gospel, the way he would preach the gospel, because he had never been to Rome, so he did it in this epistle. And um, so he summarizes everything in chapter 1 to 8, and uh, he speaks about sin, he speaks about forgiveness, he speaks about salvation, and then in chapter 7, he speaks about, uh, he, he becomes very personal, and he, there is, you know, where he says about himself, I want to, but I cannot. Mm. Or, I don't want to, but still I do it. That, you know that chapter? Where it's very personal, very intense, very honest about this experience that, that somehow, as a human being, you, you want to serve God, you want to do the good things, you want to not do the bad things, and, and you don't want to respond in the wrong way, but somehow it doesn't work no matter how hard you try. Um, and, and maybe you've learned everything about obedience and discipline and, and, and all these things and about God's instructions and still it doesn't work. That is the experience Paul shares in, in this epistle. And then in the next chapter, chapter 8, he speaks about the Holy Spirit. And walking through the Spirit, and walking with the Spirit. He doesn't speak about gifts of the Spirit. It's not in Romans 8. It's not in this first explanation of the Gospel. But he speaks about the importance of the Holy Spirit. 
Now that that is that is what I wanted to share with you as the as the first part. Um, when I became a Christian and, and I was in this uh, you know in the university as, as I told you, um, I prayed to God what to do with my life, and He led me to a Bible school. So I went to Bible school. That's where I met Evelyn. Uh, you were not supposed to have any. Uh, Relationships in the first year, so we had a platonic relationship. Not <laughs> <laughs> we really had. And, uh, and, uh, we needed to do an outreach with OM in Belgium, and uh, and uh, two by two, you know, uh, you go along uh, uh, the doors. Have, uh, have you go to the door. You go to door. That's it. With sharing the gospel with books. And uh, so it was boys with boys and girls with girls, and so they were dividing all the. And then at the end, there was only one boy left and one girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I had prayed to God. <laughs> so, I still remember that we were invited in one of the houses. Because sometimes you were invited in the house and this was a couple and they had marriage problems. And they shared the problems with, of their marriage with us and we could really help them very much. It was like we were a married couple. But we did not hold hands. We did the, the right thing. But, um, I, so I went to, to, um, to Bible school and it was a very good Bible school because there was a good balance between word and spirit. A very good teaching about the word of God and also about the work of the Holy Spirit. And I liked, then I discovered, I liked very much uh, studying the Word of God. I still do. I, 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 I'm in love with the Bible. I like to study the Word of God. And I cannot always understand that others don't have the same passion. So I like that. And I, was, I was known <coughs> as a student with all these books, you know. And, um, but the Spirit was always a bit difficult for me. Uh, even though I had that ex early experience. Because... Um, Things of the spirit are often not rational, but have to do with emotion. Um, I was a very critical person from, from my family, but also uh, I questioned everything. So I had also a problem with authority. Um, so I was rational and I had a problem with authority. Well, then, then the Holy Spirit, and to, to walk through the spirit is, is, you know, there's a bit of a contradiction there. And also, um, I was, I was, um, I wanted to have control. When I plan something, when I organize, I, I want to have control. I want to have everything organized. And the Holy Spirit <coughs> cannot be controlled. It, 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 so, if if you don't like spontaneous surprises, you have a problem with the Holy Spirit. So, it, I wasn't. Um, by nature, my personality did not really fit with this part of the work of the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? And is it not very subjective and also too emotional? And also, can it not be dangerous? You know, and it is often very dangerous, the gift of the Spirit. Many think often it goes wrong. But of course, the same is true, I later discovered, with rationally studying the Bible. Because how many things have gone wrong because of that? archival theology so but um, so that was my uh, my struggle I, I needed to I needed to learn um, how to work with the spirit and and, and, and it was a struggle for me um, if I go back to my uh, my uh, conversion so when I became a Christian as an 18 year old person um, 
I, um, I needed to join a church and uh, in, in the city where I was there were two very good churches one of the churches was a, a brethren church and they had a very famous teaching it's very famous in Holland uh, it was very good teaching also about uh, evolution and about uh, the, the Old Testament and all these things you know, very sound and very good and I liked that but I was also a Pentecostal church and uh, and there was a lot of uh, you know the Holy Spirit, but it was also a bit messy, a bit. Um, I'm not, I don't talk about the, the football player, but it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my pronunciation. Uh, and it's that it was. Um, and the, the pastor was a bit strange. And later he went and, and he made big mistakes and things like that. But so so by nature I would have chosen for the rational Word of God Church. Uh, the Brethren Church, but I just felt when I read the Bible, but what about the Holy Spirit? And I just knew that the Holy Spirit was very important, so I joined the, the other church and I was baptized there, um, because, um, because I just knew you can't leave it out, you can't leave it out. Um, but because of who I am and because of how I struggled with it, I, I'm now pastoring a, a Pentecostal church. Um, and we're going to start a, a, a theological school in Holland, uh, connected with the Pentecostal um, denomination. <coughs> denomination, and um, because of who I am, I always find it very difficult to deal with the Holy Spirit in and 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 be very sound in theology and and teaching. Because in the whole charismatic movement, things can go can all kinds of hypes and all kinds of development. But what is what is the Word of God? And that is why I loved so much this book I read. If you want to read a good book about the Word of the Spirit, Gift of the Spirit, this is a good one, Sam Storms. I gave it to Maki. Um, we have also recommended the church already in that last week. Right. I think they want to it's because this is a Presbyterian pastor, uh, well known in, in, the, in the States, and, and he is also, um, and he speaks about the work of the Holy Spirit. But he is very sound in his theology, and I like I like what he said in the beginning, and I want to read it to you. Um, where he when he speaks from his heart about what he what he would like to see, and it's good for you. So I said, next I'm talking about a congregation of born again followers of Jesus who are gospel centered, who maintain a high view of the sovereignty of God and salvation, and who are intolerant of manipulative excess and self-serving fanaticism, yet who also delight in speaking in tongues, praying for the sick, and prophesying to the edification, encouragement, and consolation of other believers. Well, then my heart jumps, you know, ah, that's what I want. I'm talking about individual Christian men and women who are intellectually exhilarated by complex biblical truths yet unafraid to give public expression to deep emotional delight and heartfelt affection for Jesus. I'm talking about theologically sophisticated followers of Christ who are open to and hungry for the present tense voice of the Spirit, while always subject to the functional and final authority of the written text of Scripture. Can I hear a hallelujah? <laughs> 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 I don't do that. Eh? <laughs> 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 okay. 
We can practice it. Come on. Hallelujah. When Maki does that, nobody hears his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that one. It's so much that I want to use that as, a, as, a, as an opening statement for the new theological school, Pentecostal theological school. It's, it's very important. So, um, um, <coughs> so that is... Um, that's my passion, the, the work of the Spirit, but at the same time, the, the work of God, that the, the, the Word of God. And, um, so it is important to, um, also for you, to, to ask questions, to, to be critical about it. So why is that? Why, why, why does God do that? Why is it important? Um, for instance, I will talk to you about tomorrow, or maybe Sunday, about why did God give something like the gift of tongues? Why? I asked that question. I asked God, why do we need that? It is strange. It is weird. And, uh, and it has no, you said it yourself in your word, it has no message. So why do we need it? I, I struggled with that question. And, and God gave me an answer for myself. Maybe I can help you with that. Why does God do this? Why? Why? Why did he give that to, to his church? Well, so, so many things can go wrong. Also, prophecy. How, much, how many problems have come from prophecy? Um, uh, manipulation and intimidation and all kinds of sectarian developments have been uh, based on prophetic. Yeah, God has spoken to me, and you must listen. So, how do we deal with that? And, and why did God give it to a church? Well, it is so volatile. And also, the gift of healing is so wonderful that, 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 that to pray for sick and they get healed, but how, how often sick, sick people do not get healed? How do we deal with that? So, so it's good to ask these questions and, uh, and uh, at the same time be very um, willing to receive new things. Uh, because sometimes we are uh, theolo theologically closed. We've had our preconceived ideas and we can't receive anything new. Uh, one of the things that, one of the verses that God gave to me in the Bible is when Paul uh, comes into the city of Berea. And he came from Saloniki, and he was not welcome there. The Jewish uh, believers threw him out. And then he came in, in Berea, and there were the, the Jewish believers in the synagogue. They received Paul, and then Paul gives them a compliment. He said, he said I, I compliment you because, um, it's, and it's, you can read it in, in the Bible, it's in um, Acts 17, verse 11, I think. Um, he, he says, uh, he gives him a compliment because you were eager to receive, you were open to receive. Um, but afterwards, you searched the scriptures to see if it was true. That's what Paul said. So Paul gives them a compliment, first of all, because they were very eager. And they wanted to, they were like sponges. They wanted to learn. But on the other hand, they were not naive. And they had learned to go to scriptures. What, what does the word of God say? And Paul compliments them. And uh, so that is, um, that is, I think, the attitude also for us when we, when we study the Word of God and we study new things. Now, 
I need to, to close. My time is uh, almost up, and I just want to um, just show you the beginning of the PowerPoint that I have. Uh, and um, first of all, a few texts where where it is it says very clearly that we have to uh, let's say that the gifts of the Spirit are important. First of all, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, passionately seek the gift of the Spirit. That's an, that, is, that is a very strong statement. It's not like, you know, study them, but passionately seek them, especially the gift of prophecy. Now, that's something. Right? And then, um, in 2 Timothy 1, for this reason... Paul says to Timothy, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us the spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So when you have received the gift of God, you have to fan it into flame. I, I like that English expression. You, you don't have that in, in Dutch, but it, 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 is, it, it is a small flame and you have to make it stronger. So you are involved in that. It's not, okay, Holy Spirit, you can do your work and I will just see what you will do. You're passionately seeking it and when you, when you have something in your, you discover something of that in your life, like my first experience with the Holy Spirit, but afterwards I did not fan it into flame because I didn't know what it was. I had to learn about it. Um, and then there is also this and Paul says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Actually, in this verse, it doesn't use the word gift, but um, it, it, it uses the expression pneumatic of this. It, is, it basically says, now about the things of the Spirit. So it's a brother. I do not want you to be uninformed. So Paul, it was very important for him that we that, that, that we know about it and that um, that we work with it. The gifts of the Spirit are important and you have to make an effort. And uh, we will pray about this. That's how we will close this, this evening, at least my part. The gifts of the Spirit are important and you have to make an effort. It is about a precious and valuable, valuable gift. You have to receive it, unpack it, and use it fully. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So that is something that we have to um, start with this weekend, as, a, as a, something <coughs> to say to God, I eagerly desire it, and I, um, I want to know everything about it. And I want to, maybe just very small in my life, but I want to fan it into flame. I want, I want it to be strong in my life. And you know when you, um, when you, when you discover the, the supernatural aspect of the gift of the Spirit, and it becomes a normal thing in your life, you don't want, you, you don't want ever to go back. If you don't know it, if you, but if, you, if, you, if it's part of your life, you don't want to go back. It is this, it's the same as, as having uh, discovered the, the computer or the iPad now, and then compare it with the typewriter or you don't want to go back to the typewriter. It's, it's, no, that, 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 that's, that's the same. 
Um, and also, uh, you will uh, discover that, um, that that when you when you learn more about the gifts, um, it gives you a more positive view of yourself and of others and, uh, and of the church. That the, that the, 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 when the gifts of the Spirit will start to work in our midst and in our life, um, it does something very beautiful, something very beautiful for the church. And, uh, now that is what I want to speak about this, this coming weekend. Um, as I told you, I, I met Evelyn on the mission field, and uh, Evelyn comes uh, from a church, an uh, evangelical church, where they were very anti-charismatic. I don't know if you have the churches in, in, in England too, but in Holland it used to be like that. Um, even the theology that the, whole, that the gifts of the Spirit had stopped after the apostolic time. So the apostles were there, and then uh, they gave the scripture, and when we have scripture, we don't need the gifts anymore, and we don't need the miraculous aspects. You know that teaching? So that, and and uh, so she, she was, um, uh, so somehow uh, God uh, changed this. Can you say just a few sentences about that? How God changed that in your life? It's a long story. It's a long story. <laughs> or maybe later in the later weekend we build it in. Yeah. Or ask her, because God really had to do work, a, a great work to change that, because it was so strong in her mind. Uh, even, um, uh, that if it was even so strong that if a person would speak in tongues, they would actually uh, throw out the spirit of tongues, like, like it was a, a demonic spirit. So, so strong. If that is in your mind, is that been, then you, it, it, it is a theology that, is, that it needs to be uh, changed in your mind. Now, I want to um, close with prayer, and uh, maybe, I don't know always how, how, how you normally do it, but uh, maybe just a, a few of you can just respond uh, to the teaching, but then respond to God. So, so it's, a, it's like a, saying something like, "Yes, Lord, I eagerly desire the gift of the Spirit, and I want to fan into flame what You have already given to me. And I do not want to be ignorant. I want to learn more from You." And Invite the Holy Spirit to do His work in your life this weekend. So, don't wait for one another. Just make this short statement <coughs> towards God, and He. Uh, and and if you're a bit shy, then say it in your heart. You know, but, but, but say to God, Lord, I want to receive from You. Come, Holy Spirit, do Your work in me in our heart, like, like you did spontaneously in my life. Uh, do the same thing in each one of us. So now it's your turn. Just <laughs> short, short prayer, short statements, maybe one sentence. Lord, I do believe. Hmm. 
rush to my aid in my unbelief. Lord, I, I eagerly come to you and ask, Lord, that you unleash the gift of the Spirit in my life. Church, we um, want the wind of your spirit to be uh, the power that, that, that pushes uh, the sail of this church. Would you take away any fear that we have in coming children? Lord, there's, you are in charge of a lot of my life, but I confess that there's a walled up bit that you haven't been allowed into, and I am scared that you're going to ask me to do things I don't want to do, you're going to ask me to talk to people I don't want to talk to, mm-hmm. you're going to ask me to do all sorts of things I really, really don't want to do, mm-hmm. <coughs> but I want you to be Lord of him. So I, I choose to open myself up to you and ask that you would help me break down that wall. sense also in my spirit that, that God wants to bring greater freedom in your lives and in your life and in our midst and because when the Holy Spirit moves and, and moves in our hearts uh, we will do the things that God <coughs> desires uh, without um, without feeling a burden without um, feeling the, the struggle of, of laws and, and duties and uh, regulations that we do things because we are eagerly desiring things, because we are passionate about things, because we are uh, we do things out of love, the love of God in our hearts. And that is something that Holy Spirit does. He, he sets us free and, and, and Lord also you know that sometimes we build new laws and new regulations and new duties because we so much want to do the right thing we want to serve you and we want to be obedient but at the same time um, 
it takes it so often takes away the joy and it so often becomes a burden and a struggle and it makes us tired and uh, I think that that is something God wants to change in your life you will do the same thing but it's 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 there is a new uh, energy and a new source and and God is working in your spirit and that is what he wants to do and I bless you with that I bless you with the freedom God wants to give you and at the same time also this inner strength that the Holy Spirit only the Holy Spirit can do in, in, in our hearts and in our lives I bless you with that in Jesus name Amen, Amen. Amen.